You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Memhe, which is 1885. Hiskin Atzmo, Yaakov prepared himself, Ledoron, to send gifts, Lemelchama, to go to war, Letfila, to pray. Says this Fasemis. Haim Gimel Ha'inyanim. These are the three areas Shitzrichim Lechal Adam that every person needs. Ba'avodes Hashem Yisbarach in your service of Hashem. Lihilachem im Hasitra Achra to fight against the other side, to fight against the evil inclination. This is another classic example of where the Sfas Emes, at the same time that he's going to be giving us commentary on the Chumash, is looking to share with us ways that we can be, be better servants of Hashem. Because just to study intellectually and not to have it change your life is only doing half your learning. And on the other hand, just thinking about how you can be a better person, but never bringing that back to the Torah and its source is also not enough. What you need to do is look at Yaakov Avinu, study Yaakov Avinu, and recognize that Yaakov Avinu is fighting against Esav. And he has his approaches, but you should know that you have your Esav. And you have to use the same process to fight against him. Number one, Mitzad Zikaron Chazdei Hashem Yizbarach. Number one, the way to fight your evil inclination is to think about all the things Hashem has done for you. Every person should stop and contemplate. What has Hashem done for me? How much do I owe Hashem? And that's going to be a way by which you will improve the way that you act. Whom midas Avraham avinu That is related to Avraham. Mikoach ahavazu, out of this love for Hashem, yecholim lichbosh you can overcome the yetzahara, that's the first attribute, that's chesed, that's thinking about how much you love Hashem. And if you think about it, I mean, put simply, if a person's about to steal, about to cheat, about to lie, and they think about all the things that Hashem has done for them, and now the, how could they be so um, unappreciative to do these things, it will help you out of a positive love for Hashem. But you also have to use severity and strength and self-control. Out of fear for Hashem. And the fear of judgment. In other words, a person also has to say, if I do this, I'm going to spend time in Gehenna. Bad things are going to happen to me. Hashem is, even in this world, is going to cause bad things to happen to me. Actually, we want it to be in this world rather than in the next world. But you should think, if I, if I cheat, if I steal, if I lie, if I hurt someone, if I insult someone, if I speak Lashon Hara, as much as it feels good right now, something bad's going to happen to me. That's method number two of fighting your inclination. The Ikamitzad but none of those things work unless God helps you. The Torah, by studying Torah, you become a better person. Utfila, and through davening, you become a better person. Shehu bechinas Yaakov Avinu, that's what Yaakov represents. So the Doron, the gift, gift sending, 
is a way to try to fix the situation through love. That's the approach of Avraham. That Yaakov says, okay, my, what, would, what would Avraham do? W-W-A-D. Right? What would Avraham do? Avraham would send gifts to Esav to try to make peace. I'm going to send gifts to Esav to make peace. In the same way, I'm going to think about how much I love Hashem in order to keep myself on the right path. What would my father Yitzchak do? My father Yitzchak will go to war. Right? He battled with the Philistines over the wells. He's the attribute of Gevura. I'm going to prepare for war if it comes down to it. And in the same way, we have to use the attribute of fear to overcome our evil inclination. But the true Yaakov was the Kol Kol Yaakov, the voice of Yaakov, Torah and Tefillah. That's Yaakov's approach, praying and dedicating himself into the study of the Torah. And that's what Yaakov was doing, the third method, which is tefillah. That is what we have to do to recognize that even if we do the first two, if we don't dive into Hashem for help, and we don't study the Torah, we are never able to overcome our evil inclination. But elsewhere I have written, that we know everything that happens on one side of the fence always happens on the other side of the fence. The world is always in balance. I've never seen anyone else say this, but the Svasama says it. Esav, heichen atzma b'chal hadrachim. You should know Esav was doing the exact same thing. Esav was also saying, I need the approach of Avram, I need the approach of Yitzchak, and I need the approach of myself. Shehayetzahara mazik. Because as we know, that the evil inclination can hit you from both directions. Mitzad hakirvos, because of closeness. The Yetzirah can say to the Jewish people, please, come into a land. You have everything that you want in the land. No restrictions, no limitations. <coughs> Jews can take off Shabbos, and it, we will protect that right to take off Shabbos. Jews can build synagogues and live in communities, and anyone who hurts them will be prosecuted under the law of this country. On the contrary, we love old Jews. We love you so much, we invite you to stop being so segregated. Stop being so alone. On the con- Join us. Let's become one people in the world. Let's become one. And it sounds so enticing to millions and millions of Jews who have already lost their identity without a single shot um, being volleyed. All, all that it is is just a love that's an evil inclination that exists in the world that wants everyone to melt into the pot for all cultures to disappear, for all societies and all differences between people and between genders and between species. All these things should totally melt away when we are commanded that we are to remain distinct. You are my kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Obviously, we love and respect everyone. We should love and respect everyone even more than they do, but to remain and, and to keep our identity. Says the Svas Emes that that's Esav's approach. He has the same approach of closeness, and he has the opposite, which is the murder. Right? They spent 1900 years, 1945 years, um, holding the sword to our heads and saying either you are baptized or you will die that's their gevura so as much as 
we have the approach of Avraham, which is gifts, and the approach of Yitzhak, which is war, they also have the approach of Avraham, which is gifts, and the approach of Yitzhak, which is war. Now looking at these, we, we all know this, we've all heard this before, that there's two ways that Esav attacks us, by being our friends, by being distant, but the Sfazemis is making this so beautiful, because he's saying that's actually Esav tapping into the method of Avraham and the method of Yitzhak, just like we tap into the method of Avraham and the method of Yitzhak. And that's why Yaakov says, Save me from the hands of my brother, save me from the hands of Esau. One is when he's being a brother, and one is when he's truly representing Esau. It's part of the attribute of Chesed. The attribute of Chesed is a, it wants to create a oneness and an equality and bring people all together as one. And that's actually what the Tower of Babel is about. Let's all get together and build one tower and all live together in peace and love and joy. Joy. Um, the, the, that's the... That's the it's, it's, a, it's a true feeling of a desire to connect and to connect so much that the, all the boundaries disappear, which is the concept of free love and all these other... Um, they're associated with more of a hippie movement, but that comes from uh, the concept of all human beings being one people and the removal of borders, because borders is gevura, that's distinction, that's separation. Mm-hmm. Chesed wants to expand itself, where I want to connect to every other individual in the same way. But anything in extreme is not good. Right. It's got to be balanced. That's right. So... That's right. They're contradictions, and, but somehow, even though they're contradictions, Asaph is able to tap into both because we do have both these inclinations. Now, um, and, and that's why you'll find there are still countries where, if they see a Jew walk down the street, they will spit just across the lake, the big giant Atlantic, um, and and um, you, and in this country, Jews have relative other than some pockets where. Um, we, we enjoy relative freedom. So they both represent Esau, but they represent the different parts of Esau. Well, the Arabs are not the Arabs are not Esav. They're Yishmael. So that that's a different that's a different. But 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 you're right. Is that it? Go, it works. It's not always the same. It, when they said convert and die, what they really mean is join us or die. Right. right? Join us and become part of us or die. And now it's join us because you're a bad person if you if right. you see yourself as separate exclusionary. and uh, exclusionary. Right? Yes. No, but they, they just wanted. Right, so that's in between. There was this stage where they despised the Jews so much they just wanted to. Yeah, that's uh, again. All, all, all this is a shift in the different extremes. Yes. So this idea of everybody being kind of like the same and together and in peace is that bad for everyone or just for the Jews? So it's bad for everyone because everyone loses their culture. Everyone loses what's special and unique about them for the sake of the general populace. And and. The, it's, it has a good element and it has a bad element in it as does everything in the world so when they want to build the tower and they want to become one people God looks down and says well 
it, right now it's okay, but if they should choose to go off, then I'm going to have to wipe out the whole world. So I'd rather have, says God, I'd rather have 70 nations, so when they sin, they can be destroyed with the other, the other nations remaining. So there, there's a positive. If we were to take all human beings and make them into just one human species, one human people, one country, no borders, if we were to do that, there would be a positive element in theory, assuming that you can contain this. That's the problem with communism. It sounds really beautiful until you get human beings involved. But even if you, even if you assume you could do it, if there would be a shift in the global um, human existence towards some negative element, God would in theory have to wipe out all human beings rather than just bring down one nation. Open society goes to the lowest common denominator. It's only a closed society that seeks the most. It was made up of all the different flavors and even some bad ones. Because that's what Hashem wants. He wants a blend. My God wants 70 separate nations. And so, what, but, but again, back to where he's going. He's saying that just like Yaakov prepares himself, saying, I'm going to take a little bit of Avram, a little bit of Yitzhak, and a little bit of myself, Esav is also saying, I have a Zaydi Avram, and I'm going to use that by, by being so friendly to Yaakov that he becomes part of me. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to copy my father Yitzhak, and I'm going to go with my 400 Man, and I'm going to do. We haven't seen the third part. And Esav prayed as well. Esav prayed and called upon his angel to go wrestle with Yaakov. You've never heard this before, right? right? Esav is wanting and desiring to overcome his brother Yaakov, which in essence calls down the angel of Esav to go to war with Yaakov. So in a sense, Esav is an exact copy of what Yaakov is doing. You should know the Gimel Elu, that these three, heim bechinas avodazara gilu arayas yishvichas damen. In the world in general, we know there's three areas of sin, idol worship, idolatry, and murder. Gilu arayas, I'm sorry, adultery, idolatry and murder. Um, Gili Arayas, which is adultery, who had bekus vihis karvos. So there, what's what's adultery? It's coming close and everyone being together and everyone and without having any rules or boundaries as to as to these people should, could be with these people, these people can't be with these people. And that's what's happening in the world. As there is this globalization of, of humanity and looking at everyone as one people all the boundaries and limitations as to who can be with whom start to fall away he says Yaakov everything is adulterated everything's so we have to overcome that and put the closeness within boundaries and limitations based on the way God defined it below Yosur not more so therefore you see this concept of love and kindness and closeness, all that is related to the concept of adultery, which of course Esav is guilty of, and Yaakov is on the other side. Shvichas damim, murder, who amalchama, that should be obvious, that's the war. Va'avodizara, and idol worship, or the lack thereof, is praying either to God like Yaakov did, or praying to his angel, 
like Esav did, who So we believe we can draw down the powers of holiness, which is the opposite of the evil people, who bring down the powers of impurity. So the righteous, God supports them from heaven. As we see, Hashem sends Yaakov these angels. As it says, Yaakov was walking on his path, and he was he bumped into the angels of God. As it says, when God wills, notice the word ish, the path of a person. What Hashem does is causes his enemies to make peace with him. It doesn't say Yashlimu, they will make peace as if as if they want it. Hashem forces them to make peace. So when Yaakov follows his path, Shihat Torah, which is the way of Torah, which is called a path. So although Yaakov does what Avram would do, which is to send gifts, he does what Yitzchak would do, which is to fight the war, but essentially Yaakov is about prayer and Torah study. Hashem sends him the angels. Not only that, but Esav himself turns to love Yaakov, and he runs towards him and he hugs him and he kisses him, so all this is um, the result of Yaakov taking this three-pronged approach to fight against, to overcome Esav, who took a similar three-way approach. That's the first piece in the Svasemis. Uh, and again, like I started, you can see how he's giving this beautiful interpretation of the Parsha, and you can say this whole vort. You can say this without talking anything about self-improvement. Right? You can just talk about how Yaakov has these three approaches, and you see how Esav has a similar three approaches, which corresponds with the three realms and the three cardinal sins. You can say all that, but the Svasemis doesn't want us to stop there. He wants us to go further and say, and therefore I have to use all three approaches. I have to and bring myself to love and I have to bring myself to fear and I also have to bring myself to prayer. Okay? If we turn the page... Yeah. Yeah. Okay? If we turn to page... Let's see. um, 158. Okay. Page 158 on the left side... Tough Reish Nun Test, which is 1899. So, I, I, even though I'm, I'm giving away what he says in the middle, uh, I want to tell you why I, I found this to be so fascinating. I was always, always bothered by the question. You ask anyone, and they'll tell you that of the two names, Yisrael and Yaakov, Yisrael is the higher name. Yisrael represents overcoming angels and, uh, and people, while Yaakov actually literally means heal. So everyone understands that Yaakov was somehow upgraded to the name Yisrael. Yisrael represents, and there are even those who would read into the Torah, that, um, that uh, whenever it says Yisrael, it's always referring to Yaakov in his more elevated state. And in other words, the rest of the Torah, because it keeps switching between Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov is always when he's in a lower state, and Yisrael is in a higher state. And all the commentaries seem to agree that in the future, 
whenever the Jewish people are referred to as either Yaakov or Yisrael, Matovu Ohalacha Yaakov, Mishkan Osecha Yisrael would be an example. So the Yaakov would refer to the Jewish people on a lesser state of being, and uh, Yisrael would refer to the Jewish people on a higher state of being. That's why this one's Ohalacha, this one's Mishkan Osecha. Uh, This is the way everyone understands it. And yet, there's a very difficult um, opinion of, of, of many that um, the Gemara says, you may have heard this, that Yaakov Avinu Lomes. Yaakov never died. Uh, how, so they ask a question, what do you mean? It says in the Torah that Yaakov died. So the answer they give is that it says Yisrael died. Right. So, so, which means the... the so, um, that means that the level of Yisrael died, but Yaakov didn't, which always bothered me, because Yaakov is the lower state. It's the lower state that should die, and the, the higher state. And so too, there are many other places where we see that Yaakov seems to have the more unique, especially in terms of the future. So I, I've not seen a good answer to this question until I saw this Svasamis, so even though this only comes up in the middle. Nevertheless, I, I appreciated having an answer to a question that had always uh, bothered me. So let's begin. But Pasik Lo Yaakov, you shall no longer be called Yaakov, Kiim Yisrael. You shall be called Yisrael. Okay. So ready for this line? Because this speaks to everyone in this room. Hashem Shel Ha'adam, your name. And by this we mean your Hebrew name, not the name that you may be referred to. The name that you're that you were given upon um, your soul descending upon you. Who asher nishlach In your name is a code which contains your mission. In your name is a code that contains your mission. In your name is the information that tells you what you are here in the world to fix. Uh, that's a really good question. How do I figure that out? How do I read that? Where is the... Where is the uh, Find somebody book. else that has the exact right. same name and guess what their mission is. <coughs> yeah, they'll ask you the same question. So, um, there, there is an answer to that question, which we can't go into now, because it's, uh, first of all, it's a matter of debate. But... Um, um, we get more clues than just the name. We get other information as well. We get challenges in life. We get um, things. And everyone, as we've discussed this in, in pa- previous classes, everyone has one thing that they consider to be the most impossible thing ever. That, that That's the thing that everyone's given up on. Everyone has one thing that they've totally given up. I will never be able to overcome that. And uh, that may be your the one thing. That, no. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen yet how this applies to Yaakov. Ve'ha'adam nikra mahalich. A person is called a walker, a traveler. Umalachim omdim, angels stand. And look, anywhere, the angels are always standing. Very rarely do we see angels walking, and even that, it's only when they're on earth. Angels stand. Ki adam masakin masa of ma'at ma'at. You are always walking down your path, fixing one step at a time. That's what I said. That's when they're in human form. 
When this is in the human form, they don't even have two legs. They're, how can you walk with one? No, leg? they've got legs. But I mean, they're connected, right? Right. So you can't walk very well if you're one leg. You can hop, but you can't, you know, walk with the, your legs together. Yeah, I wouldn't get so technical. <laughs> but, right, but they were flying. Well, f- first of all, if they were, they were flying up and down the ladder. But uh, it, it seems like, from, at least from the commentaries, that they weren't moving. It was Yaakov that was moving, and the, and the ladder that's moving. But yeah, but but if they're traveling, it wouldn't be walking like we're walking, right? How would that would work? Okay. es When someone is done with their messengership, they walk out the door. They leave the world. When someone is finished doing their job, they're done. They leave the world. The lower ones, they can't stand in their service of Hashem. Meaning that we can't, there is no standing still. If a person's done, they leave the world. Like uh, I like to say over from uh, one of my Rosh Hashivas, he used to say about a certain rabbi who talked about how perfect he was in a certain mitzvah. He was saying this in order to educate his students. But the rabbi says, oh no, no, you're not perfect at all. And they started to like bash him for his uh, mitzvah. So my uh, Shiva asked, why, why are we bashing him? He's trying to teach a lesson. And the answer is they were afraid that if he was here in this world to fulfill that specific mitzvah, if that was his mission, then if he claims that he completed it, then he's going to die. So the, the concept of a person being a walker and a traveler to fulfill their mission, um, so you want to balance this. You, wanna, you want your trip to take as long as possible. But you don't want you don't want it to finish before time expires. Moshe Rabbeinu, when before he came into Eretz Yisrael, he had to fight Sichon and all that, and he was eager to do it. Right. But the people. Yeah, but he he knew he knew. So the thing is, if a person sometimes a person only has you know twenty years in life, Chas v'Shalom, and then um, you know if they say to themselves, okay, I'm going to do it now a little bit, now a little bit, now finish by the time I'm sixty. So you know people people plan that. But dynamic. It's because we don't really know how to figure out what that path is. God figured it out, but we don't... Yeah, so Hashem it. provides clues, and He gives us challenges, and He gives us all the right tests, and Some everything that we need. Some people do it by chance, and they die early. No, no. Um, yeah, yeah. What happens is that sometimes a person can push himself and finish all their work early, and then they're taken from the world. And people go, it's a tragedy. I'm not saying it is a tragedy, but, but to a certain extent, there's people who live twice that long and don't accomplish what they need to accomplish. And suicide is when you ended your life before you were completed the task you were supposed to do. Well, you assume so. You assume yeah. so. Sometimes. Sometimes procrastination leads to long life, but it's not worth the risk. Right. Oh, so we're about to see. Um, right. But this is all since the sin of Adam Arisham. Because you can only fix 99.9% of yourself. And the death finishes that final piece. Meaning that just like with every accomplishment, with everything that you're doing, there's something called the final hammer blow. Which means, let's say you've got, uh, you're making a, uh, a article of clothing. If you're creating an article of clothing, 
at the end, there's one thread that's sticking out. The cutting of that one thread, that is the completion of the vessel, and even though it's a small minor act, it's considered a malach on Shabbos. In the same way, we as human beings are only able to fix and f- complete our mission 99.9%, or let's call it 99%. <coughs> the final 1% of everyone's mission is death. So if you reach 99, then Hashem cuts the thread for you. Literally. When Yaakov Avinu fights with the Malach, the Gavar also beats him. At that point, he finished his mission in life. He was on the level of an angel who is standing. There's no more road in front of Yaakov. His messengership was complete. As we know, Yaakov fixed the sin of other Marishan. As it says, The beauty of Yaakov was the beauty of Adam. Yaakov's is the face on the heavenly throne. And as we know, it's supposed to be that's the face of Adam. Why is it the face of Yaakov? The answer is because Adam no longer looked like that after the sin, because fi- sin changes the face. But Yaakov returned to a state of before the sin, and therefore his face looked like a man before sin. So his face basically looked like Adam as it was created by Hashem before the sin. So Yaakov returns, spiritually speaking, on a level before the Garden of Eden, which means even while he's alive, Without needing the death, he has completely fixed himself. He has now equaled the power of an angel, spiritually speaking, and therefore there's no road left. Yaakov is the only person to have stood still. Well, let's not let's not jump ahead. Well, let's see. Let's read. V'hayetzarech li'istalik min olam Yaakov Avinu should have died at that moment. So Hashem gave him a new name. He was given a new messengership. And a new job in this world. Yaakov reaches the end. He reaches the wall, the end of the path. Yaakov as Yaakov is completely fixed. That Yaakov is on the level of an angel. He's fixed that aspect of him. And then a new door opens up. A path by the name Yisrael, and he has a whole new lease on life. Now, how does this affect the fact that Yaakov lived on and Yisrael died? Well, let's, see it. let's see. Let's see. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not jumping to that part yet. We're going to get there. So now the level of Yisrael is above the level of an angel, because now he's the level of an angel with a job, with walking with growing, with free will, with the ability to choose, but starting on level two, on the angel level, where everyone just supposed to be standing still, here he is on the level of an angel and walking, and you know, everyone knows, everyone knows one angel can have two jobs, that's why they sent three angels. Yaakov has two names. Yaakov's got two jobs. Right? And that's why he doesn't go into this, but this is the reason why, although by Abraham, 
once the name of Avram was changed, anyone who refers to Avraham as Avram, now you're allowed to say Avram in the Pasik, or you're allowed to say that you can't refer to Avram as Avram. But if you're telling the story and you refer to him as Avram, you transgress a prohibition. Because Avraham, his name was changed to Avraham in order to allow him to be this new person and the old person is gone. But Yaakov, he's still Yaakov and still Yisrael. They're both. It's just Yaakov, part of him, has no more work to do while the Yisrael part does. Possession, Ramzu, Chazal, Yaakov, Avinu, Lomais. That's why it says Yaakov doesn't die. Yes, yes, uh, Yaakov. When a person is um, sick and they give him a new name, does that that's that's a, that's a similar aspect. It's dangerous when you give someone a new name because um, basically they get like a new, a new set of rules. And, you know, if we were to go around the table asking everyone if they want someone else's problems, no one is going to take it. Right? Everyone's like, I'm familiar with my own problems. I've learned to deal with them. For me to deal with a whole new set of problems, nobody's interested, right? Everyone knows that. So when you, if you give someone a new name, you might be bringing down new problems. So it's only done under really, really dangerous um, and serious circumstances. But even sometimes when people are sick, um, sometimes they'll say, no, it's better if you don't change the name. Cause, uh. So when someone converts and it's told the truth of Jewish name, should they look into the potential problems or benefits of a certain name? So, so we don't know. It's not. It's you can't say like, oh, this person's name is is uh, is. Uh, let's try and think of a name that no one here has. Um, Naftali. This person's name is Naftali, right? So, um, Naftali means connection. Naftali means prayer, Naftali means a number of other things. So what does that mean? Now, in 30 years from now, you might say, oh wow, I, now I see why this person has this name and the sequence contained within it, but you, you can never tell before. And that's why we say name giving is uh, Ruach HaKodesh. It's a little bit of prophecy that every person experiences. So it, it seems like when a, when a ger converts too, although most gerim take on the name Avram ben Avraham, but many don't and that's also on some level of prophecy as to what the appropriate name should be. Did the angel touch, uh, did Hashem have the angel touch him on the sciatic nerve so that he uh, could, uh, in fact, well, an angel, he could still walk. Yeah, yeah. The, he doesn't get into it, but there's no doubt to me that his touching Yaakov on the hip, thereby making Yaakov unable to walk, would be related to Yaakov at this point no longer being a walker. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have groups such as the Babachers who, like all the families, use the same names, it's still Ruch HaKodesh? Yeah, because they, uh, first of all, you can only give one name in the family, so whoever gets it is the one who gets it. But what happens is, as a result of being connected to a certain tzaddik or to a certain group of tzaddikim, you actually connected their souls up in heaven. So when you've got all these children who are named Menachem Mendel, either after the Tzemach Tzedek, or they're named after the most recent Lubavitcher Rebbe, it's because they actually have a soul connection to that Tzedek, and so they get a little piece of that Tzedek when they're born. So that's why... So many other people that have a connection to the Lubavitcher Rebbe are the firstborns of all these families. That's because the father has a very powerful connection to the Rebbe and his firstborn will take the most of that. Right? Does that it actually fits with the system. Right? Uh, although in, uh, in other societies they've started to prohibit 
the use of names because it's causing problems because the Hasidim are very careful that the father-in-law and the son-in-law shouldn't have the same name. And so that's uh, causing some problems when all the generations, basically, yeah. anyone who has that name is, is very <laughs> limited in who they can marry. Anyway, but back to where we are. She says, That's why it says, Yaakov never died. Hagam the Bishem Yisrael Metzinu Misi Yisrael dies. Of Hashem Yaakov Shetiknu Bishleimus Ba'ol Mazav and Isha B'chaim. Of course, Yaakov is lower, but Yaakov was fixed. Imkin Yaakov Avinu Lomais. Yaakov Avinu doesn't need the one percent that's fixed by death. So, because Yaakov Avinu finished his job as Yaakov and he reached the end of the road while alive. And he moved on to level two. So level one doesn't need fixing. So therefore Yaakov Avinu doesn't die. So even though it's a lower level, but there's nothing left for it to be fixed through death. Okay. Now that you've seen all that, he says, how do I access this? How do I get a little bit of that? In Yamur Chazal, our sages tell us, if you enjoy Shabbos, you get the inheritance of Yaakov. Some people say this in the Kiddush. I will give you to consume, to eat, the inheritance of your father Yaakov. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to leave the domain. You're restricted to a 2,000 Amos. You can't leave the city. Because every person gets a little bit of angelic aspect to them. On Shabbos, you're not walking. On Shabbos, you're standing. Now, we're not quite on the level where we're not doing any walking. But you get a little bit of that. And so there's a limitation as to how far you're allowed to walk. Now, why is that? Because your extra soul is more angelic. That's when Hashem spreads the sukkah of peace over you, and actually you're supposed to have in mind when you say, you're supposed to have in mind that you're, that's when your neshama yisera comes to you. In this world, we're lacking completion. We can't really fulfill our task completely. Every Shabbos, the Jewish people get a gift. On Shabbos, you have a little bit of that. You have the portion of Yaakov, who didn't have to die. And completed in this world his messengership. So he says, basically, if you look, if you really want to experience everything that we just described, again, an amazing shot on who Yaakov is and what he accomplished, and this concept of, as I mentioned, why it is that uh, Yaakov Avinu and uh, this and this new lease on life, this new lease on life comes to you every Shabbos. You get a little bit of access to this. And I should say the word tzaddikim, for example, the uh, Panim Yafos, whom we had the merit of studying some, a number of years ago, was a rabbi in Eastern Europe, and uh, base, and then he um, basically reached the end of his life. And they figured um, they would hire him in Frankfurt to be the rabbi, and he lived in Frankfurt for 33 years. So he later told people that he really he was done with his life, that his job was done. But when he took the job in Frankfurt to be a chassidish rabbi in Frankfurt, you can't imagine what that was like. Um, Frankfurt is a city in Germany for this. Like, it's not just a city in Germany, it's like the German yucky city. And... Uh, uh, and uh, this Hasidic rabbi became the rabbi, and then he got 33 more years of life. Incredibly, they say it's almost a miracle. So there's another example of someone who got a new, probably unplanned task from Shemayim, 
and he was given a new lease on life. So I don't know if we can all do that. I don't know if all of us can you know, take up some, um, you know, at, uh, at you know, 80, opening up a yeshiva and starting a new lease on life. But every Shabbos we can access this uh, a little bit. Dovah Miller is a good example of this because after his 70 years were up, he, he's going to study Torah and just keep studying Torah. He's going to force his way Right, right. He's going to use he's going to use Torah to exceed the seventy years. That's right. It doesn't end up working, but because uh, the angel of death has his ways. So we, we're not given all that, but a, based on what we would see from elsewhere, it was to reach the Veniska of Vayivasa Yaakov Levado, which compares to the Veniska of Hashem Levado. It's to reach this place where he was perfect in mind and soul and spirit with Hashem. And that's what, he, that's what he uses to overcome the battle with the angels. But then, of course, life is just starting. The troubles that are going to come, the level of Yisrael with the challenges of Shechem and uh, Dina and Yosef and, uh, and all that. It's you, the Tamar, is all to come. Yeah, well, the four that never sin are a different, different issue. They, they, they never sinned. They didn't, they didn't face the challenge. Right, right. Well, Eliyahu and all that, that's a different idea because they're not in this world, but rather they, they become an angel, which is, again, it's, 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 it's within this subject, but not, not exactly. The granddaughter that played the harp said Yosef. Samar. Yeah, Sarah would be included in that, Rishuah and Levi. One question. So maybe it's better that you don't know your mission exactly because you might, out of, you know, Abbas Hashem, you might try to complete it, which is going to end your life. Maybe, maybe, I think for most of us that wouldn't be a problem. Meaning that even if we knew our mission, and so that's why there's some people who actually are told what their mission is, it's just, it's very dangerous. You know, whoever is the one that's able to tell has to make a decision as to whether it's appropriate for you. But, um, but there, there, ha- there might be cases where if someone knows their mission, they could, in theory, rush it. And end their life faster. And the Gemara says, "Yesh kona There are those who can acquire their entire purpose for existence in one moment. Could the mission be something like increasing Avas Yisrael? Where you? Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.